0: Welcome back after an extended break. It's good to have you back. Today we thought we would switch things up a little bit and talk about something that happened to us doing what many people have started doing post-COVID when many of us have experienced cabin fever, and that is travel from point A to point B. And of course, that involves for many of us going to an airport, getting into an airplane and traveling.
1: And of course, the conversation today is about my favorite airline, Delta Airlines, that I have traveled on for the last 20 to 23 years exclusively, or maybe more, because I like that airline so much, and I've always received wonderful uh, service from them until last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if we back up a little bit, the entire premise of our trip was to a place that we enjoy very much, Sedona, Arizona, a place that we have gone now, gosh, I guess three times in the last 10 months, which is fairly frequent for any destination, but uh, this one in particular, but we were celebrating a milestone event for us. And that was 15 years of being married. So yeah, decade and a half.
1: It was special because, you know, you and I don't get to travel together that much. You know, you're always taking solo flights. I sometimes have work to go to India and you have, uh, you know, your business work as well as visiting your parents. And, you know, we didn't travel together for almost 10 years when we had our German Shepherd, Ramses, who we never put in a kennel. And now we have two other dogs. Fortunately, this time we we have found a wonderful kennel for them. So we are able to travel a little bit more, but still traveling together is more of a special occasion than anything else. So this was our anniversary trip. I'd booked the flights this is the first time that it has, it has happened that when we boarded the plane uh, to go to Phoenix, from where we drive for two hours to Sedona, we noticed that our row had been switched in first class. I let it go because, you know, we were together and I always liked the aisle seat because I like to walk around, get up, you know, use the restroom. And so I let it go, but on the way back, we had a great time in Sedona, by the way. And uh, as you, those of us who follow me on social media have seen all those beautiful pictures and my sharing so that when you guys go there, you know, where to go, you know, which restaurants to enjoy. But on the way back, we had a noon flight. But because our rows had been switched, I took the trouble of looking up our seats. And this time it was even worse, so like you were in row 1A window seat, and I was in row 3A window seat. We actually got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and left much sooner than we would have, just so we could take care of the seat change. When I tried to switch seats online, I noticed that the flight was full. First class was full and flight in the back also was pretty full. So when we went to the gate to check in our luggage, we talked to the agent there and they said that we can't do anything here, please go to the gate attendant before you're about to board the flight and ask them to do the switch for you. So we did that, an hour before the flight, uh, we walked up to the, to the gate attendant and I said to her that our seats have been switched and could you please uh, return us to our original seats because we, it's a wedding anniversary trip, we would like to be together. It's uh, you know wonderful that we still like each other to want to sit next to each other. I was given three lame excuses. The first excuse was that, oh, the plane was switched, and so the seats were switched. And I said, it's the same plane. It was an Airbus 321 when I booked the flight. And it is an Airbus 321, Airbus 321, as we are about going to board. The second excuse was that, oh, we can't do anything. We don't switch first-class passengers. And I said, well, you did exactly that. You switched our seats and you didn't even give us seats together. You gave us both window seats and I don't like sitting on the window seat. Finally, she just shrugged and said, well, you can just go inside and talk to some passengers and maybe they'll give up your seats. I mean, who gives an aisle seat for a window seat? So, of course, I wasn't very happy about it. You know, before this, I do have to say that I've always had stellar service from Delta you know whether I've called an agent to change something on my flight or if I have contacted them for something else they've always gone out of their way to be you know good to me Uh, my I have a lot of friends and even my own family they kind of scoff some of them prefer Southwest to Delta Airlines and I was even told to switch my Delta Reserve card to another card which gives cash back and I said no I only fly Delta I'm very happy with Delta Reserve even though some of the things that were pointed out to me were really not customer friendly, but I like to be a loyal customer. And like I said, we've had a couple of incidents, but you know I attributed it to you know just overworked, stressed out people. And if 99 percent of the time or 98 percent of the time, uh, you know you've received excellent service, you have to excuse something that you know may not be of that standard. So while we were sitting waiting for uh, to board our flight, I actually wrote a message of complaint to Delta on I think it was the app or the website Mm -hmm. and it says there that it'll take us about seven days to respond to your complaint and then I just shut the phone off and I was an unhappy trooper on the plane sitting in the window seat all cramped up and there was a big guy sitting next to me and I felt very uncomfortable in telling him like can you get up I need to go stretch I need to walk he was very nice but I think he had a brace on his leg. I did look around to see if there was somebody who had like really major issues or there was a child that needed to sit next to their parent. Nothing of that sort. So there was no reason to have switched our seats other than just some poor algorithm or whatever they decided to do. Imagine my surprise that when I we landed and we came home, there was a message from Delta Airlines. There was somebody from their, um, I don't know, marketing or whatever. Customer uh, service. Or customer service. That lady actually called and left a long voicemail and she said that she, you know, apologized for what had happened and said that, you know, it was inexcusable and they would like to uh, compensate us by, uh, you know, sending us a wedding anniversary gift. Uh, they put some additional miles to our accounts. But I think for me, it was a matter of or the principle that here I am, your platinum elite Member, I've been loyal to you for 20 to 23 years. You know how long I've been traveling on Delta. I also hold your highest, your most expensive credit card, the Delta Reserve, which promises all kind of perks. I wasn't even offered that courtesy for them to honor a change of seat, which was originally reserved by me several weeks before we actually took the flight. Yeah,
0: I think it's important to point out that we pay a premium for that, right? I think for a lot of people, it's a little strange because. Not everybody likes to fork out additional money, sometimes double the fare to sit in first class, but I think uh, traveling for us is a premium. You know, we like to be comfortable, but more than that, like you said, we like to sit together. And I think that was a a major thing for this trip was to be able to sit together, especially after spending a, a nice, intense week in Sedona. We kind of bookend it by sitting together and kind of collecting our thoughts how, how did you feel? How was it? You know, like that that whole thing. This is like a like a debrief, you know, if you like, yeah. after a, a really nice and pleasant experience to just be able to sit and relax together, collect yeah. our thoughts
1: yeah, about and, the trip. And exchange ideas because we were planning to do certain podcasts and right. we were also planning to write about certain things, which, you know, we experienced there. So, yes, I wasn't very happy. It was a five-hour flight. We landed, but um, I received that apology. And for me, that was not enough because I think it's a matter of principle. The reason why I'm sharing all this is that I've been noticing a lot of criticism about Delta and their customer service. You know, I have always filled out their feedback forms and I have noticed that they read everything. Because once I jokingly said, because you and I were on the same flight and normally I used to get TSA pre-check complimentary and every time I traveled with you, I didn't get that. And I actually jokingly wrote on that feedback and I said, hey Delta, like why aren't you giving me my TSA pre-check? And the very next flight... That's what it was. I also commented on the quality of the food. I said, you know, the food is really not good. And to my surprise, this flight, the food was excellent. And again, I gave them that feedback. And, you know, I'm always very appreciative of the flight attendants. I actually compliment them and thank them because this is a fa- fairly thankless shop. You know, everybody has a sense of entitlement that just because they're traveling Absolutely. first class, you know, they should be, you know, all the stops should be pulled. But I think the affection or kindness goes both ways. Business is also about relationships. And I had been following Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta, pretty closely. And I saw some of the stellar work he was doing. He always kept talking about customer relations that we we want to take care of People and so they so that they take care of the customers and the investors. So I thought this guy has his heart in the right place and he just seems to be very family oriented. And you know, they are sharing their bonuses with their you know, the extra money they've made as bonuses with their employees. They've also got programs to make sure that they can safeguard their financial interests because post COVID there was trouble, people really did not have a lot of money, there were a lot of people out of jobs. So I wanted to give all this credit to them, but this was not enough an apology and we'll send you a gift because, you know, it was a matter of really a human emotion. It's about my feeling really bad about the fact that my return trip was completely ruined by the lack of uh, empathy uh, at the gate. So what I did was I followed it up with an email to the person who had actually sent me an email also saying that I've left you a long voicemail and if you want to respond to this and you want to discuss this any further, you can reply to this email. So I wrote back saying that I would like at Bastian's contact information because I've been a loyal customer and it was very disheartening for me to see that after so many years of favoring Delta over other airlines, I could buy cheaper tickets, better connecting international flights, but I still chose to fly Delta and sometimes pay a much higher price for the same ticket because, you know, I've always felt that their service was the best and that I was always treated really well. Uh, imagine my surprise that literally within maybe 20 minutes of my sending that email, there was a call from Ed Bastian's executive team. The, the lady had a very long conversation with me. She had already read the email and she said it was being passed on to Ed. She asked me again what had happened, apologized, profusely, understood I said, what could I have done differently? She said, nothing. It should have been sensitivity on our part. And she said, I promise you that this will now go everywhere so that that is not the way we want people to think of Delta. There was more compensation and we left on a very positive note because that is what I said. I said, I hope my story has a happy ending because this is my favorite airline. And you always talk about giving us a great experience. This is definitely an experience I won't forget. And it was not that great. Um, So what I wanted to say was that I think she was surprised that my conversation with her was so positive. I was not yelling, I was not screaming, I was not calling Delta names. I simply told her that this is something that really upset me. I don't get angry these days, you know, I just try to understand and see where they're coming from. But there has been far too much criticism at the gate attendant level. I'm noticing that a lot of people are having problems. I just read a post that A reporter had posted on Facebook, she works for 11 Alive, I think, in Atlanta, and she talked about how um, her husband and the son was already inside the plane, and had they held the door open for 30 seconds, she would have made that flight. Uh, She was coming from somewhere else. She came 10 minutes before, when they say it's 15 minutes before, and then she was given a major runaround and finally ended up getting a seat to a city that was a three-hour drive for her husband to come and pick her up. She said it was her fault that she was late and acknowledged that. But she said, I wish there was like some kindness shown to me. Then they said, there's a ticket you have to pay $500. And it went to $900. And then she found it for three ninety nine online. And they were, again, very ungracious. So I think that what I did try to convey to um, the executive team member was that Business is about relationships, and I was very pleasantly surprised because they could have just ignored me. Delta has a monopoly. You know, they can do whatever they want. They could have ignored my complaint. The fact that they acted so swiftly was something that I really appreciate. So I think uh, the moral of the story is that what you allow continues. I say that all the time. If I had let it go, you know, I told her that if you look at it, it's a very small thing for some people. That, okay, so you didn't get a seat together. What's the big deal? But the fact that it took it seriously speaks volumes about their effort to try, and keep even that one person happy. And she said actually that we look at all the criticism also because that teaches us of what we don't want to happen. We don't want to want our airline to be seen as anything but you know conscientious or wanting to do the best by our customers. This
0: is really great company culture. I just have a few quick thoughts because your comments triggered a few things in me, which is. The entire thing was really a lesson in understanding, compassion, and kindness, those three things. I think it is incredibly difficult for people because they feel, in, especially when they feel inconvenienced. Things get ratcheted up several notches when you're tired, you're traveling, you're frustrated. Those frustrations really just translate into absolutely appalling behavior on the part of most customers. I've seen gate agents being screamed at as have you, people have behaved in appalling ways on flights, being overly demanding, excessively, just rude, with not just flight attendants, but other passengers, they've had to be carried off flights. And this seems to have been, uh, we're seeing it more frequently, I think, after COVID for some reason, people are just boiling over with frustration. But customer service people, gate agents, customer service agents, etc., cetera, they have such a difficult job because they are the face of the company for the frustrated customer, and they have to actually simmer everybody down. They may be having bad days. Nobody really sees like maybe they've had to put their kid up for babysitting or whatever, and they're spending an appalling amount of money to go to a job that doesn't pay them all that much anyway. So they're almost working for free. A lot of frustrations. People don't understand that. They just want to get to where they need to get to. My point is the person that you interacted with, the two people I think that you interacted with, showed incredible compassion and understanding but you also as a customer you handled it in a very appropriate way which is being being sensitive explaining the situation calmly cogently without uh, any judgment on your part like it it would have been very easy for you to yell and, and get frustrated but you didn't
1: Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, again, like I said, that even business or anything in life is about relationships and how you handle them. And I think that compassion and thoughtfulness goes both ways, which is what I said to her. You know, she was very appreciative of the fact that she kept talking to me for almost 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and she wanted to know more. And she said, she even said, like, do you mind if I Google stalk you? Since you're a journalist, I'd like to see what kind of work you do. And I said, please, Feel free to do so. And the fact that it was brought to the attention of the you know the CEO of the company, mm-hmm. um, I think, speaks volumes about the way Delta is trying to handle. And it still, I told her it still remains my favorite airline. And she said, how can we compensate you? And I said, my husband and I are taking three trips together. <laughs> Make sure our names are there in your database and that you don't seat us separately.
0: I was <laughs> joking with you that, uh, you know, when we flash our tickets, they may give you a few extra winks. <laughs> <laughs> like so.
1: Yes. So the reason why I wanted to share the story was that the first part of it was on my social media website. And uh, even then, I talked about how, you know, Delta has always treated me well. And it has nothing to do with traveling in first class or being a Platinum Elite member. There was a time for many years that I traveled economy. I was treated with the same respect uh, even then. And I think it boils down to how you treat each other. Because uh, when I look at some of the TSA agents, you know how many times I compliment them for their patience. And, uh, you know, we did that when I went. I saw this young man who was smiling and he was, you know, taking care of everything. And I told him, you know, how much I appreciated the fact that, you know, he was welcoming everybody with a smile. I think we are so caught up in our own stress and our own stuff and our own sense of entitlement that we forget that the person across from us is also human. And it takes only a minute to appreciate uh, the fact that they are overworked, they are understaffed everybody's trying their best.
0: Yeah, important to understand that and huge takeaway from this and and just the way that we interact with people in a professional and personal capacity. So
1: yeah, so that is it for today. And I hope that when you fly the friendly skies, if there is an unfriendly incident that happens, just don't judge, try to understand and try to um, sort out the situation in as amicable way as possible, because we've all been there when it comes to temper tantrums and frustrations and stresses. And we do also take it out on others.
0: That's true. So let's keep the the skies friendly and, well, the earth too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon.